We have officially entered the second hour of Carolina Grown, and if you have been listening throughout this past hour, then of course you know that that means that I am joined in the studio now by the Low Counts, an awesome blues rock duo based out of Asheville, who have come all the way down to the Triangle for an awesome, awesome show at the Cricken tonight in Chapel Hill. Um, so first off, we're going to do brief introductions, followed by some music by the Low Counts. Um, I'm joined by Matt Walsh and Austin Hicks. So introduce yourselves to Radio Land. Let them know your voices. How's it going? <coughs> uh, howdy. <laughs> Sweet. So we're going to talk a lot about uh, the music that's going on with the Low Counts, uh, how they kind of orient this music towards their shows, because it's very high energy, as you guys will see throughout this next track. So enough chit-chatting about the music. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, you guys are getting ready to hear You're Crazy, and that is from the Low Count self-titled full-length that recently came out, I believe, a couple months ago at this point now. Yes, a couple months now. So this is You're Crazy by the Low Counts, and you're listening to them right here on Carolina Grown on WKNC 88.1. <laughs> Yeah. 
WKNC 88.1. You guys were just listening to You're Crazy by the Low Counts, who I am joined by in studio right now, and we are going to talk a bit about the music of the Low Counts, who are from Statesville, as we realized (laughs) during that break. Um, So, I was mentioning Statesville music scene doesn't seem like there's a whole bunch going on. So, where, how have you guys carved out a little niche for yourself out there? I don't know. We we met on Craigslist. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> so I lived in Statesville, and he lived in Pilot Mountain, and he just would come to my house to practice and get the songs together that we recorded and get ready to go out and play. Yeah, we just uh, pretty much just played, you know, little places we had sticks in with already, and uh, after a while, you know, we got around and building up the notoriety. Awesome. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like I've been seeing more and more. You guys mentioned you played the Beaufort Music Festival a couple weeks ago, which yeah, is did. awesome. A lot of high-profile people come out there. So, cool. It seems like since there isn't a whole lot of outlets in Statesville, you guys have just made North Carolina like your your entire... Mainly Western. I don't even live in Statesville anymore. I live in High Point. And right. He still lives in... I, I live in Pilot Mountain, so... Andy Griffith. Yeah, old, old Mayberry. <laughs> Fair awesome. Enough. Yep. So, what other than Craigslist? Uh, what what made the low counts work the way it did? What? How did you guys come together musically and decide that this was going to work out? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I basically just had written a lot of songs and took them to his house, and you know, knew that either. He'd really suck, or it'd be pretty good, and, <laughs> yeah. and ended up. I mean, it just kind of worked to where it was like, you know, no matter what I threw at him, like within, you know, we didn't even play most of the songs all the way through. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, we got that one, got that one down. You know, just and really, when we go out to play and stuff, first couple of times, I mean, we really didn't even. Yeah, we did. we had no idea doing. some of the some of the songs. We were just like just bringing stuff it. together, you <laughs> know. Right. I mean, he had a few songs on his website that I had listened to before, you know, and I was I had the general idea what he wanted, and, the, and I just threw what I had in there with it with the mix, and it just came out the way it is now. So. Gotcha. So what is there any sort of, like, collaborative process that goes on with that, or is it more of Matt bringing in a track and you fleshing it out in your direction? Um, what'd you say? I mean, um, most of the time, I mean, from... I mean, it's kind of, I guess as far as we've done up to now, it's just, you know, I'll write a song at home sometimes with lyrics or not, you know, and just have like a riff or something, and I'll take it to him, and we, when we play it, it usually just kind of takes its own little shape and ends up being the same thing or something completely completely different. But Yeah, so a lot of the time the writing process, we're not together. Usually yeah, it's just, right. Yeah, so, and there's like stuff too we've done in the studio, like, like, a couple of tracks for that CD that we put out. The one we just, I mean, the album we just put out was, we're just like, you know, this stuff that we were just noodling around on. on. Spot, and it was like, yeah. oh, that's cool, you know. And But, I mean, it's always kind of kind of been this, the same thing. Like when we first got together, it was just like, wow, you know, we can we can play really well together, you know. And, and what, so, it, so it goes. <laughs> yeah, and so it goes. You know, it's, so, like, um, it's really effortless. This, to play, play the self-titled goes. album, The Low Counts, um, how long has this been in the process? Man, honestly, as, <laughs> as bad as it sounds, it took us like a and, and my girlfriend laughs at us all the time. But it really took us about a year to get it off right out of here, yeah. Because right. it's funny, man. Like, I mean, we we got up and you know just started doing shows right off the bat with just kind of starting trying to build something from nothing, and and 
along the way we started recording i guess like three months after we were were together but then we actually like broke up like for about (laughs) two or three months over the summer yeah you know and uh so that slowed us down and then you know money was always it's always a Right, yeah. And with independent bands, it's always. I mean, I think a year is quite frankly, it's moving pretty quickly with a with a band that's kind of come together through Craigslist and doesn't live in the same town. We don't have like rich parents that help us out or anything like that, and we've pretty much had to do everything (laughs) ourselves. I mean, as as far as even making the cover for the CD and like just trying to find someone that knew how to work Photoshop. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you look on the back, and it's, it's a miracle like, we even have a CD out. To be honest, Matt Walsh. It's, it's very DIY. It's, I like it. I like it. So, uh, back talking back on what you briefly mentioned, you guys broke up last summer for a couple months. What was that? Just like distance oriented? What? Yeah, really. Yeah, to a degree, it was. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's just like I had to drive to Statesville just for about every show because a lot of the shows we were playing then were either in like South Carolina or like right on the border of Charlotte, you know. And like you didn't have a ride. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a car, so. Right. <laughs> so naturally, I'm always getting rides to places, and. Uh, Basically, you know. it's like I think we're just like the band that has the worst circumstances ever. Yeah, logistically, we logistically right. as far as like you know, it's, <laughs> but somehow we we managed. I guess we we accepted that. And, <laughs> realize that you know i mean we're having a good time and really be honest you know once we stopped playing together it was kind of like well damn what do you do now yeah it was like that was was really fun and that was cool but it was a lot cooler than whatever grief we had with each other yeah Yeah. so So how long had y'all been together at that point before you (laughs) broke off the band this sounds so relationship oriented (laughs) (laughs) it is that hey there was a quote i can't remember who said it but it's like uh it's like a band is sex uh, is a, a band is uh is is marriage without the sex basically. Yeah. That's can, basically what it is, pretty much. Yeah, I can see it. So, <laughs> what, at what point of the band were you guys when you took the break at this point? Six months. Yeah, six or seven months. Okay, well, I like went and did a little tourlet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We did a lot before then, so you know we had we had accomplished a whole lot before we you know. So I had to take a break, really, is what it was. Right. So how much of this album was around before then, and how much came about afterwards? Man, it was pretty much done, except for just mixing it and mastering it and stuff like that. There are probably a couple of handfuls of uh, EPs of it, you know, out there that we sold on that tourlet when we went out west to yeah. uh, St. Louis, we, we Kansas. Some of it, like, we had some homemade recordings and stuff. Unmixed, like you said. But right. Really, I think the factor was, like, somewhere, like, around August... I tried to like make the band continue going with another drummer and it was just it made me really consider just going and getting a job (laughs) so god awful that's how you know it hit we did it for like five gigs and and my girlfriend was like you need to call him (laughs) soon because i think i was sitting at taco bell when i got the call (laughs) and i was like Good to hear from him, you know. Yeah, he was he was withering away. That yeah, was. I was about to start a country, and band. so was I. Oh, like, no, I'm okay. Just kidding. I'm I, was, I was about to uh, like that ride home and the ride to that gig. That dude, I was just about to pull my hair out. He was, <laughs> if I heard one more time about like country skateboarders, country skateboarders <laughs> from Asheville, <laughs> from Asheville. I can. That seems very Asheville. Yeah, it it's, is. Definitely. Um, so we're going to take a brief break from conversation, then we're going to come back and talk a bit about the influences 
that are going on here because I hear a lot of different areas coming through. So I'm excited to find out what is coming into your ears that makes these things come out of your hands. Solange. Solange. Okay. Big one right now. That makes sense. <laughs> it totally makes sense. I get it now. All right, so you guys are getting ready to hear Watching You off of their self-titled full length. As I have mentioned uh, already earlier this hour, these guys are going to be playing in Chapel Hill tonight at the Kraken. The show starts at 9 o'clock. It is going to be an awesome, awesome outing. So if you like what you hear, that is happening. There's a lot of awesome stuff happening, but that is also happening. So you can listen to Cut Me Out right here on Carolina Grown, and we will be back in a couple minutes with some more conversation.
WKNC 88.1. You guys were just listening to Cut Me Out by the Low Counts. And I am still here in the studio with Matt and Austin. And we are going to talk a little bit about what made the Low Counts the Low Counts, I guess. So what what do you guys typically listen to? And is there anything in particular you were trying to channel when you were writing the music that turned into the Low Counts? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. We listen to everything from... <clears throat> Hip hop to old rock and roll to, I mean, a little bit of everything. Yeah. I, I listen to everything. I always pretty much have. Right. But, um, I mean, as far as like trying to do anything, I, for me, it's always just been ever since we started just trying to take what I know musically or all my influences and just kind of try to put them into to something that's original. You yeah, know? I'm all in the one. Definitely. See what we can make out of it. I know. When I first heard this, I got, it was like a strange Hendrix vibe. Like, very, like, like, approach with the, like, aesthetic of, like, the Black Keys, the, like, newer Jack White kind of, like, Southern influence, like, just hammering out some blues. But it's, there's some shredding thrown in there as well. So, (laughs) it's cool. I definitely, I definitely enjoy the sound that comes out. It's, it's. Oh, cool. So, um, is there. (laughs) Is this something that, like, is there anyone you're trying to channel when you're on stage? Like, are you just trying, what, what is the mindset you guys have when you're out on stage? Just to make good music and do the best we can and try to be, you know, musicians, I Unless guess. Unless we're told to turn down, then it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, gosh, you know, there's, it's pretty much only so much you can do after you've been told to turn down. You know? Yes, it's exactly. Killer. Yeah, All you can do is turn down. But no, I mean, we don't, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that, that we're trying not to do is to be traditional or try to be retro or try to channel some, you know, other music other than just, I mean, just rock and roll. And I mean, to be honest, that's, I mean, that's, that's a term that I think can cover pretty much a lot of genres of music, not just rock and roll, but you know, definitely. Yeah. And it's there's enough original originality in there that it keeps it fresh and exciting, but there's enough I think familiarity there as well that it's like an open door for listeners to come in and be like, okay, well this sounds like this, this, and right, this, and right, yeah. it definitely seems and a lot like of that too. Is I mean, I'll, I'll as far as like writing songs, I mean, you know, I'll hear something and go, wow, that'd be cool with you know something else I've heard, and right. sometimes mix things together or something. So maybe that's right. Yeah. Well, like he once said, you know. Um, I remember he told me once, you know, we'd we not trying to come at this with any kind of preconceived, you know, idea. Or yeah. Anything, so. I mean, it's just kind of throwing just, things up against the wall and seeing right. what happens. So, for all we know, the next Low Counts album could be totally different. Or are you sticking with a similar aesthetic? I hope it'll I hope it'll be different. I mean, I, yeah, you know, me I, all the stuff that I write, it's, I mean, I guess I don't try to have write into, like, you know, like, ACDC has a sound or right. Metallica has a sound. I mean, I just, I don't put those kind of restrictions. I don't think either one of us really do. We just kind of try to, to record and, and do something new. I mean, we, we just recorded two or getting, we're recording two new songs right now for an upcoming thing that we're doing. And you know, it doesn't sound anything like, like that. Yeah, it really you know, does. Really. Okay. That's one of the things that has always been interesting to me is watching how bands sound can evolve. I saw a uh, a documentary on Bob Moog when I was at Moog Fest, and one of the things that he had talked about with someone was 
the way that they feel like the music is out there and it just funnels through you it's not necessarily something that is particularly an idea that you created right and it's i when you see stuff like that happen i definitely can sort of agree with it it seems like you know like a very like hippie transcendental like oh it's just out there (laughs) man but it seems like you know it's there's so many different voices that musicians can have that there's it's just it's interesting. I love seeing yeah. the dynamic changes within I mean, a band. I think, you know, the cool thing is, I think both of us, I speak to myself, I can get influenced by anything. Right. Same here. A movie, a, you know, anything and, and give me an idea. And I guess another thing is that we both really find that we enjoy recording together and just, you know, it's like a high for us to go in and record something, you know, that we think is cool or that we like or or whatever. So that's kind of, I guess... You know, we're not really shooting for anything. We're just kind of having fun, you right? Know, trying to do, you know, and I think it's that first more than anything. It's a it's a creative thing, trying to, well, well, what can we do now? You know, yeah. Well, naturally, all of it, you know, that what we're influenced by is compiled, you know, into what that right. becomes. So it just kind of funnels out and yeah. becomes the low like counts. Said, yeah. yeah, I think a lot so, of that too is just because we come from two different musical backgrounds, too, right? Really. So I guess <clears throat> in that territory, um, what are your musical backgrounds? Bands you've played in in the past, uh, music that you both respectively have kind of been geared towards, and your youth or currently? We're like, definitely polar opposites when it comes to that, <laughs> yeah. as, as far as I know about our histories. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up playing uh, a lot of like old rural blues stuff. You know, anything from, like, country blues to hill country blues to Robert Nighthawk and, you know, like the old old electric blues from, like, you know, Memphis in the 50s and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I did stuff always kind of under my name and, and had did done that kind of stuff for a while and just, you know, I mean, it was fun and everything and I, I love it. But as far as, like, getting to express yourself or be, do something that you just wouldn't, and cutting it, you know. Right. All right, awesome. I definitely, there's uh, a track up here. I noticed, you know, like, you guys have written most of the music except for one traditional. Mm-hmm. And what what made you decide to go with that specific? Because it seems like you are, you're versed in in the history of blues music, I'd say. Um, Man, we just started playing that song out live. Yeah, like we said, yeah. It was just one of those songs we kind of picked up. We didn't know what we were Just as a filler song, yeah. kind of, really, more than anything. And uh, Just the way we played it, it was really fun to play. And right. At the time, we could, you know, play it well. And Yeah, we just put it on there just because, I don't know, we really didn't have a game plan. Yeah, we did. We were like, <laughs> this right, one sounds good. This one sounds good. So. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of our approach. I mean, we don't really go in and have have a super structured thing, I don't think. You know, we... I think music has to breathe to a degree. You just can't Definitely. think think it, you know. So it's if you try to force it, it's just going to come out all wrong. Think too much about it, and you start becoming insecure about it, and <laughs> then you start doing crazy stuff, messing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, are there any other uh, sort of covers that you guys throw out around live shows, or? Yeah, we do a couple. Um, yeah, we do do a couple. We do. Uh, yeah. Old Bo Diddley song. Do some Link Ray occasionally. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, good to hear. Uh, always a nice, well placed cover. Can yeah. yeah really? I mean, if we do a cover, we try to do something that's pretty obscure and that's right. you know, hopefully no one's heard before too many times. Yeah. Right. It's always a nice way to introduce people 
to that music because it's it's given an entirely new context. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and it's it's always interesting to see to me the way that bands can change things up with covers because I'm not incredibly well versed in blues aside from you know like Muddy Waters, Robert Johnson, right? The standards, right? So hearing this, I was like, okay, I would have never, <laughs> I would have never imagined this fits in just as well as the rest of the music up here. So. And I guess the guys we cover too kind of make sense because it fits in with what you know you're asking our influences and stuff and you know playing Link Ray songs I think that's a that's an influence on us as well yeah, as yeah. you know kind of the Bo Diddley beat to a degree we use a lot of maracas and mm-hmm. stuff like that and and it's definitely because of listening to that yeah definitely well we are getting ready to take another break from conversation and you guys are going to hear the first track off of the low count self-titled album and that is called lush and after that we're going to switch it up a little bit get another local act in here that's got a little bit of a bluesy orientation and we are going to hear a fire from magpie feast but don't go anywhere because we're going to have a bit more conversation with the low counts who are going to be performing at the kraken tonight in chapel hill at nine o'clock p.m so, you are listening to Carolina Grown, and you're about to be checking out the low counts once again.
WKNC 88.1. You guys were just listening to Magpie Feast with a fire. And before that, you heard the low counts with Lush. We are wrapping things up with the low counts here. Have a little bit more conversation, though, before they go. And they are going to be heading out toward Chapel Hill, I would imagine, for their show at the Kraken at 9 o'clock tonight. They also have a couple of other shows coming up in the area throughout the next couple months. Um, they're going to be back in Raleigh on July 18th at Slim's, playing along with Drunken Prayer. And then uh, July 4th weekend, they're going to be playing the Heavy Rebel weekend in Winston-Salem. So you guys, like I said, you get around quite a bit. Try to. Definitely. So um, what what's coming up for you guys in terms of whether it be releases, whether it be more exciting shows, because it seems like you guys have been getting out quite a bit now It's since this album came out. Yeah, we got a... Um... <clears throat> Recording two new songs for this secret project. Yeah, we got hidden up in our and, treasure uh, chest. We really can't say anything about it. But anyway, um, we're doing that right now. We just recorded one of them you know, a couple of days ago, and uh, and then after that, we'll just start recording a new CD. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Hopefully, yeah. starting that maybe in the fall sometime. Yeah, I think we're going to try. We're shooting to try to you know go back in and record it in the fall. And right now, we got some new songs and stuff, and been trying a couple of them out. At gigs and stuff like that, but uh, cool, yeah, definitely like looking forward to recording some more stuff. Totally. So, what what direction is the sound taking at this point? Have you noticed with these new songs? Is it a similar sort of vibe? I know you mentioned that some of the new stuff you guys have is kind of feeling totally different. Definitely get more experimental with it. Okay, right. cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, the song we just recorded was kind of kind of like I don't know the same as a lot of the stuff. Not the same, but I guess kind of like um, like the midway, like I guess drifting away from that a little bit, but still It'll be the bridge towards the bridge. a new yeah, a new a bridge. It is a bridge. All right, cool. That's that's gonna be exciting to hear. It's always nice to hear the transitions because you get to hear the bits of what can come. You get to get excited, yeah. and especially if you just got two new songs coming out, you give them yeah, give them a little appetizer, and they'll be ready for an entree. As far as like. We think we think our fans are going to enjoy what we have in store for them on that specifically. So we're excited to release that later in the future. Awesome. And do, is there any sort of time frame for that release? Um, we're going to try to finish the, the other song like next week. So mm-hmm. it'll probably, probably be a couple months down the line after that. Yeah. Awesome. So when when you guys go through the recording process, are you doing this all yourself? Or are you mixing, mastering? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Basically, yeah. We have a little guidance with you know. We have a guy that helps us. Yeah, pretty an much. engineer, engineers and stuff, and cool. Pushes buttons. Moves mics. You know <laughs> where he wants them. Stuff. Right. So if you guys are in separate cities. Where where do you convene for the studio? Uh, Winston Salem. Right in downtown Winston Salem. Awesome. Awesome. Winston has a, has a surprising scene coming out about now as yeah, well. It's, a, it's it's really punk rock oriented, I think, but it's, it's definitely got, they're birthing some kind of new underground scene there. Yeah, punk there's rock? a lot with... I thought it was like 80s music. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> do have a lot of that, a bit of everything. It's kind of peppered out. You got the like, <laughs> I know the Strangers have their stuff going on and Phil does a lot of stuff with uh, Crankies and organized fuzz fest and there's a lot of cool stuff in that area going on, but then it, it just seems like... It's a crazy they're place. Trying. Yeah, it's a crazy trying. place. Yeah, we just did a thing there in Winston uh, like two weeks ago, three three weeks ago actually. The art for art's sake deal. They're just trying to start doing, and mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. I had a good yeah, crowd cool. come out, and it was fun. Awesome. That is that is exciting. I always love getting to see the new scenes kind of yeah. coming about. So, are there any particular areas like that in more in Western North Carolina that you guys get excited about playing about? Asheville. That's the one place I, I 
Yeah, we're playing like we're playing a blues festival too in um, Brevard, North Carolina. Brevard, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. And that's in June. I think it's like the first first weekend in June. Mm-hmm. I I literally mm-hmm. accidentally came upon Brevard one time when I was like, oh cool, this I'm finding a mountain area to go check right. out. <laughs> I come to Brevard, and then after I leave, I'm like, that was really cool. I should look stuff up. And it turns out they have this incredible music school in Brevard that right. I had yeah. no idea about. I'm like. You got a lot of those areas in North Carolina just kind of tucked away that you just got to find yeah. out the awesome stuff there. That's... Got to go drive up there and find it yourself. Exactly. Yeah, you got to go get lost in Brevard and see what's going on there. Yeah. That's, cool That's not how we found that gig though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Wouldn't suggest that to any. Yeah, they people. found us on that. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, man. Like you know, we get thrown into so many different, um, I guess, genres and age groups and venues you know we'll play a rock and roll place one weekend like slims you know and then end up playing a blues festival or a art Bike festival. art art for art's right. sake festival or something yeah. are there any particularly uh interesting or far-fetched uh venues or outlets that you've performed at you don't have to name any names man we played at this thing you'll remember this like back in like the first couple months we were together like we were approached by this uh like what was it called the the uh i don't know some kind of rock and roll freak show traveling oh yeah what was the, it? like uh, the it was coney like island rock coney, and roll coney island rock and roll festival rock and roll show it was like a traveling show oh, right and, and, and like they were we, trying to do some kind of support thing for like Sandy yeah they need like Stone. a couple bands for like north carolina and tennessee and like after the first night like before we played some dude came out and lifted my pedal suitcase, the suitcase that holds my pedal board in it, and, and like lifted it up with his lip or something. And <laughs> it got pretty, it got pretty obscene and wild. And just, I mean, we didn't sign up for it at all, but it was fun to watch. But it happened. Yeah. He put, a, he put a, a metal bucket over his uh, genitals and put firecrackers in the and bucket. Lit them. <laughs> so when we played the whole time, it reeked of just burnt, you know. Private area here. Okay, and so that was that's. I can see how that would that would harsh the vibe a little bit. Yeah, it, it, it was it was weird. weird, man. He did a. They did some crazy stuff. They really and they let did. like people tip them by stapling the money to them. Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. Like yeah. the girl. Yeah, they let they let people come up and staple money to the girl. Yeah. So we really, you know, with an industrial stapler, man. I remind you, all for a benefit. That seems. <laughs> Who knows? Right. They're they're from you know they're from that area, so I don't know. Like a quote, uh, air <laughs> air quote benefit. I didn't even know how to follow it, and like yeah. pretty much everybody walked out when we started playing. I think yeah. there was like two people that sat around. They were locals that were just had to use like the drummer's drum set because he didn't fully take himself down from the last band they played, and it was just like all <laughs> crappy equipment, and oh, it was it wasn't fun. It was fun, but it wasn't. Those are experiences. They are. They're yeah. always experiences. And to be, I've been we never got paid. one of those two. Yeah, that, we never got paid. That happens as well. I've been one of those two standing in a crowd of a strange environment. So it's We always, canceled the gig in Tennessee. Yeah. Had like, we had two more dates to fill with them, and they, they were just like, sorry, guys. And we were like, well, we're sorry. <laughs> All right, well, this isn't happening yeah. anymore. Good luck. Yep. Um, You guys didn't want to see Firecracker Generals anymore? I don't. It's surprising. I, I wasn't stoked for it, man. <laughs> Maybe some other. I had no idea what we were getting into. Uh, it me just, neither. You know, it was different, also burlesque. Like everything, it's one of those cool exposure gigs, and there's going to be five thousand people there, and right, yeah, yeah, supposedly Warner exactly. Brothers, 
record executives. There's going to be A&Rs <laughs> everywhere, right. stapling money to people. Right. Yeah. And at the end, you're still at the Waffle House, yep. not paid. <laughs> Wondering how this happened. Right. Well, glad to say that the Kraken will definitely right. not have any sort of uh, people getting stapled. Uh, hopefully no fireworks inside, I think. No alligator exactly. man. Yeah. <laughs> Problematic, maybe. Maybe a Kraken might show up. I can't. Can't promise anything about that, but thanks so much uh, for coming in. I really enjoyed getting to talk with about the music for you guys, and look forward to you guys coming back around to the Triangle and getting to check some of this out. As I mentioned, they are playing tonight at the Kraken at 9 o'clock in Chapel Hill, and they are coming back in July as well to play at Slim's with Drunken Prayer. They're playing in Winston-Salem for Heavy Rebel Weekend around July 4th, so there's a lot of stuff in the area coming up, and it sounds like they have been getting around quite a bit, so I'm sure they will be coming around sooner rather than later yeah. uh, so yes thanks so much Matt and Austin for coming in hey, no problem. greatly Thank appreciate it and appreciate we are going to be playing them out with another track from their album this is called Back Home and you are listening to it right here on Carolina Grown on WKNC 88.1